It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're going to be talking about the release of Star Wars Andor. Um, so that, mm-hmm. that, that came and went and we'll talk about what that, what that means. Uh, Black Panther gets a new magazine covered before release and something else we'll talk a little bit about possibly some leaked footage Mike I believe I sent that to you earlier this week mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched it uh, if you hadn't been out to the movie theaters Avatar is back out there the, the not the last airbender the other one the blue people <laughs> one the first one uh, yeah the first one so um, that's uh, hitting theaters this weekend and more Yes, there's no more uh, mincing words about it anymore. Officially here, at least in uh, North America, it is now officially fall. fall. We've crossed the plain where uh, now you can fully indulge in your pumpkin spice lattes mm-hmm. without guilt. Yeah. And so we'll slowly start moving into the um, the big film season. You know, soon enough will be November and December. But right now it's like what beginning of like the traditional like kind of television season yeah so uh we welcomed uh, abbott elementary you know back into our ranks this week we've been watching that um there was something else we were watching as well i mean we talked about uh great british bake-off a oh, little yeah. bit uh yeah. last week but yeah there's so much out there to watch right now i mean we record on sundays so uh we always got house of dragon uh, at least in this mm-hmm. house tonight, and I think half in your household, you said yeah. your wife I, was watching it right now as you record. Yeah, she's upstairs watching it because uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm waiting. I was waiting for you." I'm like, "I don't care about Game of Thrones. Like, I never cared about the first show." I, I she's like, "Well, we watched it together." I'm like, "Yes, we watched it together, but that does not mean that does not translate to me wanting to watch the new one." So I'll just follow up on the, <laughs> on the the news. I, I, there's, it's articles everywhere every every Monday, right? Whenever I start gathering news for the next week, it's always Game of Thrones, uh, House of Dragons. Yeah, very, uh, wa- very still kind of like water cooler-esque in a way where, yeah, like the New York Times will still be writing like mm-hmm. articles about like what happened on this week's episode, which doesn't always happen with yeah. TV shows. It's right under the Wordle um, articles. Uh, <laughs> a show that, that my wife and I really like that's uh, kind of family-friendly in the vein of something like a modern family uh, Home Economics has returned for its uh, third season. We really like this show. And the premiere uh, is one of those kind of um, uh, milestones for like an ABC television show where the cast shoots at a Disney Park. So the season premiere of season three all takes place at Disneyland. They go to like Galaxy's Edge, there's lots of lightsabers, and there's Chewbacca and everything. So it, it does feel like a little cheesy in a way because when characters kind of mention something about or in the park, they kind of use the full official name of just like, oh, we got to go or we're going or we're gonna be late for Star's, Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Like nobody would say like the whole thing like that. But I would say it's still like a milestone, right? When mm-hmm. you're popular enough on ABC to where, you know, they'll give you the budget and they'll let you go shoot at the park, you know, in the middle of the night when no one's there. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're a fan of those, we, we, I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, we've grown up in the nineties, tons of sitcoms have made their way to like Disneyland or Disney world. Always got a Disney time, special so. episode, right? There's always that, that one, even, even the Muppets had a go to Disney world special <laughs> at one point. So, 
Um, exactly. It's like you've been tapped, you've been marked, you've been knighted by the queen, mm-hmm. whatever euphemism you want to use, mm-hmm. right? Well, the queen's dead, so it's knighted by the king now. So we gotta we gotta we gotta well, adjust our, our pronouns, Mike, as we move into this new era yeah. of. Yeah. Isn't it crazy though? She yeah. was she was reigning for so long though. Yeah. That if That's that just euphemism what it is. Yeah. was working, it would have been it would have been that. I'm still gonna use it. I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, we're officially in fall. We're yeah. officially in TV season. But also, those aren't the only two pieces of media out there in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Chris, you have a you have a little thing yeah. here you're gonna talk about at the top it, of the show that. Uh, that is off the heels of Grand Theft Auto Five, which I didn't know currently ranks as the biggest grossing single piece of media ever in existence. Yep. I don't know if it's if exactly those are the right words in the right order, but it's like the biggest like single thing to ever generate money in yep. the entertainment landscape was Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm pretty sure it came out in 2013. I had on. Um, I've had this. I've. I've actually played this on two of three console generations. My Grand Theft Auto V was on Xbox 360 when it came out. <laughs> then it had an Xbox One update. And then they also, you can play it on, I think, the newer consoles. Uh, so I'm like, this this yeah. game has, uh, it's passed through console generations, right? They knew what they were doing with this. But yeah. I, I, do, I, I do have to say, though... I haven't really played any of the newer versions of Grand Theft Auto V, so I don't know exactly how much polish they've been able to add to it. But I feel like we are in a newer generation of when they are like remaking a game or like polishing it up or bringing it to the next generation. It's not just an afterthought anymore. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. if we actually put a little bit more effort into it, we'll make more money off of it, a la like Last of Us, like Part One or Demon Souls. So uh, I don't know if Grand Theft Auto Five ever got that much no, treatment on it, it but uh, it was kind of like a free, like a free. I mean, it still looks good, right? You know, you know the Rockstar mm-hmm. brand. They they put their work into it, so I don't think it was ever like a. You're not getting Grand Theft Auto Five remake, but like every time you got like you turned on like oh here's a here's a graphics patch, here's something else, right? Just more textures, more loading, more more little grass that you're not really paying attention to all at once. Um, but this week, uh, uh, I guess starting last weekend through the week has been the, the leak of, uh, what, 50 plus Grand Theft Auto 6 videos from like 2019, um, like early alpha stages of this game, right? And, um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of it, Mike, at all. I didn't go through all of them. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit, no, but like, I saw... you can tell it's beta code. Yeah, I mean, between it, whether it's like 50 videos, I thought I saw a headline that said 90 videos. Yeah, it could be I a never, lot more. <laughs> I never found like an official list of all of them. I just came across, I think, like a Twitter compilation that kind of threw some of the videos together. And uh, it was it's kind of funny from my point of view because I'm not like a big Grand Theft Auto yeah. person. I know some people like live and breathe within that game and have, like you said, been playing it since the Xbox 360. But I kind of saw the footage, and you can tell it's kind of like alpha or like an early build because the whole world around the character isn't exactly built. And if I remember correctly, I feel like maybe there's some like additional like developer like UI on the screen. Yeah, like you know, there's like, like oh, code, there's, like, like icons or something. Yeah, like the yeah, code will like come up. You know and, that wouldn't be there. Yeah, it's kind of like that those cheat codes right in the old games where you type something in and it would populate stuff. Mm. It's very much like that. Um, but you know, looking at you know, there's there's two ways to take this. A lot of people um, are like, oh my gosh, we're we feel so bad for the the developers of Grand Theft Auto. Like a leak mm. would come out like this. Um, again, everyone, even the people who leak, like this is from 2019, right? This is three years old kind of thing. 
uh, is, you know, one way to take it. I, I look at it the other way. I didn't really, you know, for me, uh, you can only buy a game so many times uh, before you're just like, uh, this this is not fun anymore. Uh, so Grand Theft Auto V was kind of that game for me. I'm like, I played it on the one, had a really good time on multiplayer online. Uh, I've not turned it on in years. So um, seeing this actually kind of rejuvenated my hype for a Grand Theft Auto series, Mike, if you will, simply mm-hmm. because... I was able to see what they're doing with it, right? You you get to see it was Grand Theft Auto Vice City, um, you know, locale, location. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to see the female protagonist and using, like, you know, she was in a car at some point doing some shootings, how she interacts with the world, how, how really kind of good the game looks, right? Um, if anything, Grand Theft Auto games have always been ones that looked awesome when they launched, looked better over time, and they always had a bunch of other mini games inside. I'm like, how do they get all this code? into one disc the whole time it's, it's just really mm-hmm. really impressive um so i i mean i i know there are people who are very kind of up in arms over this i i feel bad that it was a hacker who leaked it rather than you know someone's like some viral marketing but at the same time i'm like wow i'm I, i'm kind of ready for grand theft auto 6 after you know nine years coming up on 10 years let's let's get some of this out here and, and see what they can do in a modern video game. Cause I, cause I think there's a lot of people who listen to the show, um, myself included, Mike, I don't know about you played a lot of Grand Theft out of three vice city, um, and San Andreas, mm-hmm. uh, all in that one generation of, of video game consoles. So I, I think mm-hmm. this is, will be, this would be a great return to form if you will for, for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I, I think a reasonable person looks at these leaks as like, okay, the game's not ready yet. This is just kind of like an unintended sneak preview that you weren't supposed to see. So mm-hmm. take it in, go, oh, great, they're working on it. Of course they were, and then move along. But the biggest problem is the video game community is just full of tons of toxic people. Yeah. And the biggest problem is the the age range, right? Like young people love video games and they just do not have the social mentality to uh, to understand how to react yeah. to things like this so yeah if i you know it sucks because these like developers you know unintentionally go online see like you know 12 year old brats like you know trash talking their like totally unfinished work which is totally unfair yeah. and i've heard like they're worried about morale over there um i would be most worried about i heard somebody say that like this could possibly work against the whole uh, work from home movement, right? Of like, oh, well, you know, if all these people weren't working from home and they were like here, you know, physically in our office, maybe this hack wouldn't have been perpetrated. I don't think that's the case. There's no, always, it's, whether, if there's an internet connection and a password, there's it, always going to be a chance that somebody's going to be able to get in there. It right? was the same people who hacked Uber as well. Like the same, it's mm-hmm. a hacking group. That's what they do no matter where you are, right? Like, they're gonna. If you have an email system, guess what? They're gonna find a way into your, into your home. Huh? Yeah. And and, and do it that. was a social. It was a social engineering hack too. I, I don't think we know exactly what have happened, but if social engineering is happening, it means like, oh, somebody probably like found their phone number or faked an email address and emailed somebody, and they're like, oh, we're IT, you know, we're checking mm-hmm. on something, and you know, somehow yeah. fish their password or something like that. But yeah. either way, yeah, it sucks, but. I would say you're correct, Chris. We are level-headed uh, people yeah. that saw the leaks and was like, it, okay, cool, they're working on it, and moved yeah. along. <laughs> well, I think the other part of this is the only reason I think this blew up is is, is two things. One, it's Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto has always been, um, uh, I guess, one of those games that has quote-unquote radicalized people about video games, right? Like, 
oh, you're killing hookers, you're stealing the money back, you paid for the hookers, like, you're killing people. It's a violent game, video games cause violence. And Grand Theft Auto has always been the forefront of that, like, no, no, we don't, actually. Um, but our games, you know, do have that in there. So it's like, I think if it had been any other game, it would have been right under the radar. But because it's Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto, it's everyone's like, I gotta know more about Grand Theft Auto, the game that's, you know, whenever a new one comes out, there's always some sort of law getting passed to try to, to limit video games to people. So yes. it's just funny. I saw, I saw, I saw here that you have something down for Diablo four. Did something leak? Yes. For that? About uh, an hour of gameplay of Diablo four. It's in, uh, I think a closed beta or maybe a, a late alpha for that as well. I was like, mm-hmm. I was able to download some of that and watch it. But like, it's just interesting that two of like very large games, like very large, like visible property games, had leaks in the, the same week. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What's next? What game do you want to leak, Mike?" Because I'll, maybe if you say it out loud, it'll will it into existence here because, <laughs> um, down the road. But it was it was very interesting. Uh, we, we'll talk more about another video game that was kind of surprise announced this week uh, under kind of out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know it's just interesting that all these people like. In in a in a world where you have the internet, screen recording apps, you know, such as Twitch, OBS, whatever, and the ability to you know play these games, people are going to put their, that content out there early because they can, uh, either for the clicks and the likes, or just because they're really hyped to play it. And to me, like you said, it gets me hyped for these games. I know what I'm looking at is not the finished version. I know people are working on it. They're years away from release. Like this isn't coming out next month, and we should be panicking. Uh, Right, like um, I, I've been playing the the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two beta. It's got some problems, but I don't think they're gonna be you know, re- like they're not gonna be realized in two months. Like for like I guess net code connection, but you know at the same time, it's fun to see it, fun to do it. So uh, if you do some Google searches, you can probably find this stuff. I'm not gonna link it here simply because everything who shared this is getting flagged, and I don't want want everything to get taken down. So uh, yeah, you guys can go Google search that stuff up there. On the flip side, Mike, you've been taking a dive back into um, a, a legacy franchise, if you will, right? Coming up on 40 years, almost, of a, of a franchise uh, of movies. Yeah. So, so what you got for us? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly if kind of like the streaming rights just coalesced or maybe there was like a marketing push when the uh, kind of newest Predator movie called Prey dropped on Hulu, which unfortunately I still haven't had a chance to sit down and watch yet. But in the meantime, I've been kind of going back and catching up on some Predator movies that I've missed that have been very conveniently located for the most part on Hulu as well. So I did have a chance to watch uh, Alien vs. Predator, which is the very first Alien vs. Predator movie. And that was actually surprisingly good. I I always thought it was going to be really cheesy, especially when I heard about it when I was younger coming out. It just kind of seemed like, oh, this really just seems like a a grab for cash. And I don't even think I was that sophisticated of a moviegoer at that time either. I was probably just like a really annoying teenager. But even I could look at it and go like, these things aren't supposed to be together. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, So I finally got around to watching the movie. And it wasn't half bad, actually. I thought the, the visual effects for 2004 were pretty convincing and it's still that kind of like sweet spot of movie VFX where they still felt like let's throw some practical stuff in there because it will still look better than what can we can really achieve in a timely fashion on a computer so uh, overall I thought the story was fun and you know I'm not super invested in like the predator or alien lore and I don't believe this one is considered canon if there is a canon It's, in it's this hard. universe at all. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick this one. I, I think the, the sequel to, to AVP 
um, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem is the sleeper hit of the two, if I could be completely honest. But I don't believe I you can hold a can't like try to like make a line between aliens and predators and make them all work at all. I, I don't think yeah. it I holds mean, up. It is a pretty it is a pretty easy universe to cross over, right? They're just they're both aliens, you know, mm-hmm. that come across humans at some point in time. So that's all you really have to do. And like the timeline is very wide and long, so you can kind of throw any of those adventures anywhere on that timeline but of course after the movie ended and the director of paul ws anderson pops up on there i was like oh of course i am slowly becoming a completionist of this director that i don't like but why do i keep watching all of his movies i just find it pretty hilarious i I think i think you this your subconscious is telling you something like like literally (laughs) yeah you're just picking them at, at left and right man it's the it's the part of my brain that just like wants to eat like sweet tarts or something like that. Just mm-hmm. something that's totally calorie empty, but my body just wants. Uh, but one really interesting thing about AVP is the sequel, Alien Requiem, which I think came out three-ish, four three years. years later. Yeah, three years later. Three years later. Is it is it picks up literally exactly where the last one left off, but with a totally different creative team, at least visually as far as I can tell, because the very last shot of Alien vs. Predator, I get spoilers but this is not really why you watch these movies but the very last shot of alien vs predator is there's a dead predator being taken away on a predator spaceship and then a chest burster bursts through its chest bam hit the credits right so the next movie picks off and it recreates that exact same scene but the visual look is totally different in this the first one it's kind of feels more futuristic uh things are a little bit more sleek and you know uh polished in this spaceship then for some reason the director on the second one just wanted everything to look wet just everything in the recreated version of the the second movie everything's just wet and like drippy and dark I'm still working my way through the sequel, which is yeah. Aliens vs. Predator colon Requiem. I'm only about halfway through it right now, but everything's so wet. It takes place on in like a small town on Earth. Everything's so dark, I can barely see anything. These kids were attacked in a pool, but it was so dark that you couldn't even tell who was dying. And I was like, wait oh, a minute, yeah. the, one of the main characters is in this pool. Did he die? I don't know. I had to wait for them to escape the school so I could do my own head count. So I, it's it's kind of funny. Um, huh. But that's like a whole, its whole little own franchise. There's like a second faction of the Predator movies, which is the attempt to reignite the fan base of Predator. Because you had the first Predator movie, and then you had kind of like the typical titular sequel to it, Predator 2, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just an attempt to keep the franchise going. The, it didn't really con- quite work out. The concrete jungle <laughs> version. Take take. Literally, yes. you go from one jungle to putting the Predator in a city. Da- I mean, nothing against Danny Glover, right? I think it's fantastic, but it's a whole different. It's a whole different yeah, vibe. I feel like now. you're. I feel like you're writing like the marketing campaign for that second one. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the concrete jungle, and it's like underlined I'm in the pr- movie I'm, poster. I'm pretty sure that was like one of the names of the games or comic books. Like I can't take credit for that, I but like I I know it, that one was like very much like oh we we didn't we didn't we knew what we wanted, but we didn't put it out there properly the uh-huh. first time. But in an attempt to kind of bring the franchise kind of back to its roots in 2010. 
they released a movie called Predators, which I was watching and I was just enthralled. I was like, this movie is great. Things are really, really working for me here because it just starts off with like zero explanation. You're just on the ground with these humans trying to figure out why the hell did we wake up in the middle of the air attached to a parachute? We're in this mysterious jungle. There's other people surrounded by me. Where are we? What happened? The last thing I remember, I was like driving to work or I was in the, I was in the jungles and like Borneo or something like that. And now I'm in this like totally alien world and they slowly figure out oh this is a game preserve we're being hunted by predators they introduce um predator dogs which i don't know if predator dogs have been introduced before In, um, so that could have been a new entry video games i think in comics but that's the first movie version of them yeah yeah and they looked great there was uh, some practical effects too in this film and the thing they really looked out with predators 2010 was the cast they, I feel like they got to some of these yeah. people before they got uh, either super popular or they just aged still very well. You know, you got Danny Trejo. Um, you have uh, uh, oh man, Mahershala I'm, I'm Ali blanking. is in that. Mahershala, that 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 was the biggest surprise. Topher yeah. Grace, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Uh, you have, I can't a- remember her name. Well, Adrian, Adrian Brody, Brody um, he was big. He was, he, I think he was it. But then, um, is it Alice Braga from? Is she is she the one from the Su- Fast franchise? Is that the one I'm thinking yeah, of? Yeah, Suicide Squad. She was in the newest Suicide yeah, Squad, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. So she's in there. And then there's this other guy who's like a Yakuza. And later in the movie, he has like a literal like samurai sword showdown with a predator. And like this big like open grass field. It's like so cool. Like they just did a really good job of knowing what the audience yeah. wanted. Oh. Um, and, th- and then they don't kind of lead it up to like like a big like... It's not necessarily necessarily an ending you expect, but it's like an ending that makes sense. And then there's like a wild like Lawrence Fishburne in the middle of yeah. the movie that you don't <laughs> expect either. Yeah, Lawrence <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's there. Um, and you're forgetting um, a national treasure, Walton Goggins, uh, before he was huge. Oh yeah, is in this he, movie. he plays like he plays like a, a a prisoner, convict, and rapist. So yeah. he has some like really like weird kind of uh, like. Uh, just disgusting lines then then you're just like oh no i'm looking forward to this guy getting like you know impaled by a predator what i remember most about him was like i think you know again if you haven't watched the movie go watch it again it's a 12 year old movie um i I believe like he had like a they tried to give him like a character arc right where he tried to become like the the oh i'm gonna give sacrifice myself kind of thing um at the end of it but like he 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 did he did have one of the most gruesome deaths in in the movie like that's the one he just ripped yeah. his head out and the spine. Yeah. Like okay, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, uh, overall, Predators is great. This mm. is like a really, really good movie that I could uh, honestly recommend to anybody kind of in this zone of aliens and Predator kind of a franchise. Uh, still need to finish AVP two, like I was saying, and mm-hmm. then as I was telling Chris, it's a little bit harder to find to stream, but also the twenty eighteen. Uh, version of the predator which feels it's in the same vein as predators which i know this is a lot hard to keep track of with all of these s's possessive or sequels just articles just uh, there's the the predator or the predator (laughs) yeah the predator i would say is yet another attempt to reignite the franchise which didn't really work directed by shane black Mm -hmm. and then i would say prey is also in that same vein of like let's reignite the franchise by bringing it back to its roots so hopefully stay tuned stay subscribed come back in the next couple of weeks and maybe i will have finished these other predator movies but 
I don't know, Chris, this feels like a long way of uh, telling the audience out there that we don't have a whole lot of news no, this we week, don't have a lot so of news. that's well, why I talked about but, Alien vs. Predator but, for like 15 minutes. Before we get into that, I do want to say, I told Mike this as he was putting this I saw Alien vs. Predator, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, and Predators in theater. I've seen all three of these movies. <laughs> I paid money to watch them when they came out because I was. it's like that perfect time and you know when we were growing up, I was like, uh, like 2004, I'm like, yep, Aliens, perfect. Predators, even better. Put me in here because I don't know what a good movie is. I just want action and gore, and then well, I'm gonna get now that. that I think, now that I think about it, I don't exactly want to uh, age ourselves to our audience, but these movies would have been coming out at the perfect time mm-hmm. where we could get into rated R movies yep. without parents. It would exactly. have been like just the right age. So it's like hell yeah, I'm gonna go see this. I can like I can go. I don't need permission. Yep. I'll go watch this. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is fun watching Aliens vs Predator Requiem because like the whole reveal that they keep teasing so far is that like there is an alien out there that's like half Predator DNA. The Predalien, has, like, mandibles yeah. and everything. Yeah, so like I'm waiting to see it. They're like intentionally bathing it in shadow. I'm just like, show me this goddamn alien oh, already. So you, I have to, I have to wait. You were not it. the only person to think that movie is like the darkest film ever made. Though. Like <laughs> we just, we have, we're lighting the movie by candles, right? So, so buck yes, up. but that's exactly what. But I think it has some of the better like kill scenes compared to the previous one because you know AVP's uh-huh. in an iceberg. Like right, it's just a scientist team accidentally finding yeah. the stuff this one is like okay like we're going full you know action out on this like i believe there's like um you know have they got to the school yet in that that movie maybe? i i i just finished the part with the school yeah. the pool yeah and there's like the big do blades the, you know, coming the down the hallways and stuff like that so uh yeah maybe if not uh, it's maybe, fine I, maybe they go back to yeah the either way you're, you're gonna enjoy yourself there uh, i believe that movie also starts with them just straight up killing a kid like they're like we're gonna this, this kid oh. got a face hugger scene one right like isn't that what <laughs> yeah, that was it's just like all right yeah and it's interesting too because the predator on earth is on a different mission yeah. like they kind of set it up to the to the phase of like oh i gotta go clean this mess up we can't have like a predator alien mm-hmm. hybrid like running around that would kind of be like bad for our image yeah. uh, so it's it's funny because like this predator is like he's like on work it's like he's on the clock and he's just yeah. like god damn it yeah. this alien keeps running away i keep shooting with my cannons they're all over the place there's a goddamn infestation yeah. i just want to go back home and like sip my tea and to add insult to injury he like shoots up the like electrical plant and it's just like it's already too dark, and you blew up the electrical grid. Now I'm never going to see anything mm-hmm. when this movie finishes. So yeah, yeah tune in next week. I'll, I'll I think I'll have yeah. it finished. It's fun. I, I enjoy these movies. They, they're not good movies, but they are enjoyable to 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 pick at and, and then also think like someone was like, thought this was a great idea back then to make a movie out of. So all right, shifting gears. Let's jump into this straight first and foremost. Uh, you know, me and Mike, we know that Andor is out on Disney Plus there are three episodes we have both only been able to watch the first episode uh, so far um so if you've had a chance to to watch Andor um don't tell us about episodes two and three um we were able to catch one I believe it was like what 30 to 40 minutes Mike it's not a full hour but it's longer than a half hour episode Mm -hmm. um if I'm right but um we're gonna talk about this um honestly I get Blade Runner vibes this I, this entire first episode. I was like, this feels like Blade Runner, right? Like it's like an '80s kind of like there's the '80s like kind of I wouldn't say trance, but like that retro music, right? The retro wave is kind of going on. Mm-hmm. It's raining and wet for most of the scene. 
um, it's like neo futuristic on that planet they were on or he's on when it when it opens. I'm like, this feels like Blade Runner, and that's not a bad thing. I I, I don't think the whole show will feel like Blade Runner, but like it, it definitely kind of sets the tone, you know. Hopefully for for the rest of the series, but I really did not find myself, um, uh, I guess, upset. It didn't you know? It didn't it didn't offend me. To watch episode one of Andor, much like we had anticipated over the past several years of watching this, <laughs> yeah, waiting for this. it's just it's just so funny. Like Chris and I, uh, you know, off the off the mic, we're saying uh, earlier that uh, whether for good or for worse, like Andor is probably the most niche idea for a Star Wars story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling him that like I had to show my wife a recap of uh, Rogue One because we hadn't really seen it much since it was out in theaters because I because ha- I couldn't just explain to her like oh we're about to watch a show about Cassian Andor because you know it's just like a blank stare of like right. who who's that are they related to a Skywalker or yeah. Obi Wan like no as far as we know no uh, so we watched a little recap video on YouTube and then after that she was like okay you know I remember that movie so mm-hmm. we watched the first episode and. She, like I, yeah. she's like, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know anything that's happening. Yeah, and you know, I, what I, is I told, this? What I told Mike, them? I'm like, I don't. She's not alone. I, I feel like we're like, I don't know who any of these people are, except Cassie yeah. and Andor. So, um, yeah. But so that's that's just a way to say like, don't be surprised. Like, if you do like this show, maybe some of your friends aren't into it. Maybe you can't get your parents in on watching this one. I, I would say you have to have a somewhat interest. In Star Wars, or just like have nothing else really going on, you know, like nothing else is streaming right now. Everyone's talking about this new Star Wars show, you know. I'll give it, a look. Well, I, I think it's, I think you know, it's not a heavy commitment, and I don't think you're going to be emotionally drained after watching this, right? Like a lot of other shows, like you have to pay a lot of attention. Man, and, man I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know, man. Emotionally drained. I guess this will go into like, I, I think in a positive way like he like shoots a dude point blank in the face mm-hmm. in like the the opening of the show and i was yeah. like i was on board after that i was just like okay we have not gotten this dark yeah. well, on we, like a star wars property in a while well he, well he did actually when we first met andor he killed that dude he shot him cold dead in uh, rogue uh, rogue one and when we first met him which is kind of like a throwback to this. And I, I think I also told Mike this, you know, if you haven't watched Rogue One in a while, you don't need to watch Rogue One to get into the show. Maybe to know who the character is, possibly. But, like, I was very afraid the show was going to start with the end of Rogue One and be like, and this is the story of Cassian Andor and how he saved, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, or saved the rebellion or started the rebellion. But it doesn't. It just cuts into a story. And you're like, okay, this is great. I did have to stop and look up to make sure I wasn't missing subtitles. Um, for this show because they they are on this planet. What what is the name of that um the planet they're, they're on? They're called like Canaries Can, or something. Yeah, Canarian. Like Cana- yeah, or... it's Canarian. It's um Canaria. It's with a K A N E R I A. I looked it up and apparently um the the planet Canaria is so off the grid like they don't speak basic, which is like the you know, the, the common language in Star Wars. So like literally, there's no translation for anything they're doing. Um, so I was like, I had to stop and put on subtitles to make sure I was like, am I missing this? Am I, am I being, am I stupid? So I'm waiting, do, I'm, I'm looking for Do forward. the subtitles say anything? No, not, well, they're like, you know, scorn, okay. like, like tone, like of, of what they're saying, right? It's not, just like, oh, okay, gotcha. Not, not word for it. So I'm like very interested to see the explanation kind of comes through a little bit more down the road. Um, yeah. but I was like, that's very kind of, that's a bold choice on a show, um, kind of right out the gate, especially as much yeah. as they talked. 
Yeah, so far, like, I'm digging the vibes. The the cinematography looks really good. Uh, like, the... I wanted to watch the next one, like, yeah. right away. But, you know, we, we were... Uh, this is the unintended consequence, right, of releasing three episodes all at once of just, like, you know, if you only have time to fit one in, now you got to look for the next one. Or normally I feel like I could just wait another week to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. But now if I wait too long, I'll be three episodes behind again. Uh, so, but you know, it was strategic, right? You know, we need to get all of these out there so people get hooked on, like we said, a very niche idea of a Star Wars show. And, you know, to be, you know, at least fair and critical in a way, episode one just kind of ends, mm-hmm. right? There's not much of a, like, of a cliffhanger. They don't really, in episode one, they don't super traditionally, like, set up the goal for the protagonist for the season, like, Right now, after the first episode, uh, Cassian is just trying to lay low. That's kind of like the main motivation he has right now. And then there's like a smaller, kind of uh, lower subplot that's pulling him throughout his life of trying to find his sister. And it seems like that's just something that's kind of always happening. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's yeah. probably why I was so motivated to watch the second episode because I felt like I hadn't really finished yeah. the first episode. The- but but so far, like so good, like it yeah. feels very much like Rogue One. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give two things here. Uh, one is a, a notice, and one's a one's a theory. Notice number one is these are real sets, and by God, it feels like a real sets, right? Oh yeah, it's great. It's kind of nice <laughs> yeah. knowing that, like, oh yeah, maybe it's not a good idea to make the majority of your television show in the volume. Yeah, like it's good sometimes, not all the times. Yeah, like like the raining, the, the the I guess the town he's kind of in, right, where he he's working, like everything. Like, I can see them figuring out how to film this with the camera. Like, they got to hide behind, like, a corner of a building, right? They, they're not just – everything's not out in the open and clear. It was very fun to see them film this in real locations or, you know, pre-built sets. So I was like, this is awesome. Really absolutely love this. Two, I think his droid becomes K2SO. Mike, what do you think about that? His little, oh, his little trash can droid. Be, uh, like, they're going to yeah, take his sassiness not- and put it in a big body. I love I, whether what it is. I love the droid though. Like I love the construction of it because it doesn't quite look humanoid. So it's in kind of like that R two realm, mm-hmm. but it can still emote because it has like that spinning inside and it kind of kind of like a telescope. Yeah. But yeah, it, I could see it because the first thing you learn about the droid is that it's kind of malfunctioning. Yeah. And it's not working super well, and sometimes it'll forget to keep Cassian's secrets, which I just think is really yeah. funny. So yeah, I could see it like going onto if, a floppy disk or something, and then being put in if, one of those Imperial droids. It's kind of got like an attitude to it, kind of like K2SO does, right? Like a sarcasm kind of to it, um, which I think that's kind of what's leading me to that bit a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, could be wrong, but I, I thought that was a very, very interesting. Um, you know, for me, I was like, I could totally see him being like K2SO because he, he really is he just a red Wally because he looks like a red Wally in, the, in this little, little Star Wars <laughs> yeah, universe. Yeah. So, um, overall, yeah, I, I think it's, um, you know, it's a fine show. I think, you know, maybe after we get through the, the three um, that came out, I could probably, like you said, make a pitch better. Like, oh, this is a, a political thriller. This is a spy show, right? Um, if, you like Star, if you want to see Star Wars or a spy show in, in the Star Wars room, this is what you want. I might, might be the way to pitch it later, but I don't know yet, so... Yeah. I think so far we can both just say so far so yeah, good. So far, we'll, look, we'll, we'll keep on. We we set our bar pretty low, our mental bar pretty low on this one. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. That, that, anything <laughs> above that, I'm I'm happy. We'll take it as a win. In other Star Wars news, um, sadly, James Earl Jones has retired from the Darth Vader voice acting role. 
Um, with that, though, he has given explicit permission to use archival recordings of himself and AI to recreate his voice going forward. Um, so he's totally on board with this, and apparently uh, the people at Star Wars have said he has worked with that AI company for feedback and to design the sound of like his voice being used, right? So um, we kind of talked about him possibly using AI for Kenobi, uh, right? So it sounds like he actually recorded Kenobi, but that was like the last time he was like going to kind of do that role a little bit. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like one of the the first stepping stones, right, for uh, artificially keeping a kind of cr- uh, character alive. Mm-hmm. You know, James Earl Jones is getting up there in years. He's you know tackling Mufasa again uh, mm-hmm. for that uh, Mufasa film coming out. Yeah. So I I would imagine he announces his retirement from Mufasa. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right around the time that movie releases, because uh, that would be uh, aptly timed. But I feel like with Darth Vader, you are you luck out a little bit to where like it is James Earl Jones's voice, but it's also kind of always going through like that filter, Modulation, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're lucky that that's probably extra easy to um, use and- <laughs> um, artificial intelligence with. You know, you put it through that filter, and even if it kind of sounds a little weird, you know, it comes out you know filtered. And but it sounds, and, you know, and Darth Vader has a what forty five year, uh, you know. A presence right so it's not like mm-hmm. it's like oh this is the first we've got to think about it now in the last in the 11th hour no they've been trying to probably do this for years um or, or create mm-hmm. i remember that you used to buy a costume in the early 2000s that kind of modulated your voice to sound like him a little bit um yeah so i mean technically since they've given us more anakin throughout the years james earl jones is actually more factually the voice of the modulator of the suit yeah. because you know it is supposed to be hayden christensen mm-hmm. voice underneath which it's just it's it's funny someone should do like some science of just like what kind of pitches and filters do you have to add on to um uh, uh you know anakin skywalker to make it sound like darth vader mm-hmm. and then just throw that sam on other people i'd be like oh i want to know what i would sound like if i was in the vader suit. i tell you i tell you what i don't even think that i think you go more into the clone wars and give it to matt lanter right he voiced anakin for what nine seasons and and more oh, yeah so i say like oh yeah, yeah don't I, don't pay hayden christian pay matt lanter and give him some voice work to do so but yeah I, I mean this is sad yes but you know good that he was able to retire in his own terms give the blessing and help design that technology going forward how much more darth vader can we hear though mike that's my question like are we are we peak vader like is it just for like maybe disney world stuff like i mean hopefully it's not for movies right has he already recorded lines you know for season two of obi-wan because i would assume vader's in that right if they Um, if they do a season two but probably most likely i'd assume they probably haven't written it yet so we shall we shall Mm -hmm. See now before before we move on to our our next topic, you can help you know uh, remind me of the timeline. Theoretically, Obi Wan Kenobi that we have just seen within the Obi Wan TV show could show up in the Andor show, right? They are in the same yes. Yeah, so timeline. So um, very close to it. Yes. So you saw at the beginning of Andor the letters B five B B Y, and do you uh, know what B B Y means in in Star Wars? I, I was going off of vibes, and I got the 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 feeling that this was five years after, like Order sixty six, whatever that does that seem about right? No, nope. I don't know if Order sixty six is the tent pole, but you're going you're going it's the wrong direction. So five is before the Battle of Yavin. So five, uh, Episode one, 
All right, episode three or four, A New Hope is year zero in Star Wars. So the prequels are um, have been post-dated X amount of years before the Battle of Yavin, like as is like it's archival stuff. So um, it is taking place five years before A New Hope, uh, if you will. And oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Obi Wan well, is like how- ten years before the Battle of Yavin, I guess, based on Luke Skywalker. Uh, okay, age. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So they could, yeah, they totally could run into each other. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, uh, with the way Kenobi ended, right, um, with with him being probably going out and being a little more active out in the universe with this rebellion, I I could totally see him showing up in in end of the season, kind of get hype back for the finale kind of deal. So. Um, we we might get that we might get a, we might get a lightsaber before it's all said and done, Mike. You don't know yet. Um, Ahsoka is also out there in the world, right? So maybe she shows up because mm-hmm. you know um, there's only if five years before Battle of like maybe fifteen years pre Ahsoka TV show. So yeah, well, I'll go with the, I did see I did see I did this for you, Mike. I did the research. I didn't put it in here, but there is a timeline Star Wars released late last year um, when, when they did the, the announcements of all their shows coming out. So I'm going to mm-hmm. give you that timeline, Mike, so you can see where all this lives uh, when it's Good. all said and done. That way you, you know your Star Wars timeline. All right, shifting gears. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the next MCU movie coming up in November. Uh, so that means marketing is about to ramp up, right? Um, we get this. Usually the, the, the beginning of marketing season is an Empire Magazine cover. Uh, and I believe Empire is monthly, correct? Um because it says November 2022. So November 2022 usually drops around October 1st. So we get our first uh, magazine cover of Empire with all these blues, pinks, Queen Ramonda, um, Shuri, and um, Namor in his uh, Atlantean headdress, which is very heavily based on South American uh, culture, right? Um, Based on this. Yeah, that garb looks cool as hell. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like a giant headpiece. There's like tons of intricate pieces on there. Like you can tell just like looking at the costuming, like that this is an ancient race that has like been around for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of traditions. I'm sure very similar to Wakanda, uh, and I'm sure yeah. that they will um, butt heads for sure. But yeah, it looks great. It's a really cool looking magazine cover. We have it uh, partially featured on our featured image for the podcast this yeah. week. But also we got the link in our show notes, too. You can head on over to yeah. uh, Empire and look at that cover. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Uh, let us know what you think. I, I think it's yeah, simple, and, that, and that's what it is. The real the real news comes through, and, you know, there's a leaked D23 footage from the Wakanda Forever um, panel, right, that they had at, at D23. And I, did you get a chance to watch that, Mike, at all, um, that link? Yeah. Uh, 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 refresh my so memory of what it's, it looked like. I, I don't entirely remember. That's what fine. I saw it. There are no spoilers for Black Panther, but it starts with Queen Ramonda going into a United Nations meeting, and there, the France and another country are specifically like, "Look, why is Wakanda not sharing vibranium with us?" And then it's intercut with footage of like French soldiers trying to take over a Wakanda like um, research vessel, and then they open it mm-hmm. up, and out comes the Dora Milaje, and then. Uh, you come to find out that, you know, Queen Ramona's like the Black Panther's dad, um, but, you know, like, I'm here to protect my country at all costs. And then they march in those soldiers that they, they captured on that boat into the UN. And she's like, you know, the the time for, for playing nice is over kind of deal. I'm like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Um, so mm-hmm. it really kind of shows, you know, how um, I, I don't run, I don't know the actress, uh, 
name off the top of my head. I'm going to pull this up here uh, because I didn't do it right. Who? Angel Bassett. Angel Bassett is probably going to be a more prominent role in this movie than I, I think we initially mm-hmm. probably thought she might be, right? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's probably the the strategic move for this movie, right? Since uh, the passing of Chadwick, where you're going to have to elevate all the characters around them to kind of mm-hmm. fill the gap. And also it makes a lot of sense. All of these characters would be extraordinarily affected by the loss of uh, T'Challa. So, yeah. yeah, we'll be seeing a lot more of the family. And but I, I think the, the thing that you did send me earlier this week was kind of more leaked uh, box art for the oh yes um, that too uh the the legends uh, uh action figure series so we're getting like pretty much full-on views of what this iron heart armor is going to look like and it it looks like a robot like straight out of an anime yeah so i don't know if that's intentional and i, I could see it going either way i think it looks cool but i don't really get iron man mm-hmm. tony stark vibes out of this really at all and maybe that is the point Maybe this is supposed to feel more like Wakandan tech, and then when we move into the Ironheart show, we start to see more kind of hints of Mark armors, you know, right. in there. And we saw um, we saw that looked, one on it looks good. It, well, I was gonna say we saw that one on set that looks entirely more like an Iron Man warmonger armor than mm-hmm. this one. Like this looks streamlined. Like Shuri made this, and then it's like ah, you can borrow my suit from my my closet kind of deal, rather than yeah, oh, the, she made it with scraps and then like, the Harlem. Yeah, you know you're gonna see you're gonna you're gonna see the scene of like oh you know the third act battles coming up and it's just like oh well I just happened to make this for you and it spins around and it's mm-hmm. like this beautiful looking armor but yeah, yeah um, I I would imagine maybe we start to see some sort of glimpse of this armor and maybe the next um, Wakanda yeah. trailer you know maybe not a full on view of it but you know at least yeah, the, it's, the face mask it's prominent in all the action figures and all the toys that are hitting stores today. So, yeah, they can't mm. hold it back forever, right? They're not going to hold it until the end um, and save it for, for, for launch. I, I do think they're, we're going to see a bigger battle scene in the next one. Um, the next t- trailer, which hopefully is right around the corner because then we can start buying tickets for this. So, um, we'll cross our fingers, hit that, hit that November uh, theater date. The other thing, and I, I'm pretty sure I don't know if I sent this to you yet or not, Mike, was Loki season two had some leak footage from D23. Did I send that to you? I can't remember because oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes, no. um, it's um, I will send it to you later, but it is um, very much Loki. Tom Hilson saying he's being pulled through time, and you get to see him kind of like looks like he's kind of possessed as he's like kind of going through like different scenes, like right, like kind of like he's like moving around, like kind of like um, uncontrolling his body, right? It's kind of fl- fl- flinging around a little bit, so. I'm very interested to see what this is, how this plays out. I've seen a lot of, you know, articles showing, you know, um, on-scene pictures. I don't want to watch it. I'd rather see the official thing. But it did say next summer this is coming out, Mike. So we are we are going to be getting Loki Season 2 uh, in 2020, summer 2023 for sure, man. So I'm very, very excited to watch this. I think, Chris, I'm low-key excited. Yeah. it. I, I, I don't think you're low-key excited. I think you're high-key excited. <laughs> right? Because Loki Season 1, I mean... As much as we didn't know it at the time, that is a that is I think to me the step one of this multi multiverse saga, right? Like literally the only movie to show us a multi or the only show to show us a multiverse out the gate was this one. Um, yeah, still waiting for a little bit of follow up on that, right? Yeah. It they kind of pitched that first season of just like this is earth shattering, and then nobody's really talked about it since. Yeah. No one's like really uttered the word TVA outside of that show or. Yeah. 
really anything. So I'd yeah. love to see it incorporated a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we we had Spider Man break his universe. Um. Yeah. What if? Yeah. Doctor Strange. We do know Kang. It. You know. We got He Who Remains. Um. Played by. Can't think of the actor's name. Um, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yes. Uh, not Jonathan Miners. That's a different character. But, uh, majors, majors, high key, minors, high key. Low key. J- J- Jonathan Majors being that, getting cast as Kang, getting a movie called the Kang Dynasty. I, it just, we probably felt it at the time, but we didn't know how impactful that would be. So season two, yes, uh, really, has got to have a really, really good follow up there. So we'll, we'll play that by year. Uh, I don't have any footage from Daredevil: Born Again, Mike, because it hasn't filmed because it's eighteen goddamn episodes for a show. Um, it's going to be filmed for a long time, but apparently they were going to have Jessica Jones in this as a as a someone you know Daredevil was looking for. But apparently, due to the scheduling conflict of the actress who played Jessica Jones, um, they will be using uh, the Punisher instead with John Bernthal bringing him into the show. Um, I think that's fine. It's always had. Always how it is, right? It's always scheduling conflicts is what it comes down to. But yeah. uh, that's cool, though, right? You know, yeah. get to bring in these other Netflix characters. It seems like they're going to at least attempt to go for a full sweep, right? You know, this is if this, you know, is true, we, we're getting confirmation that they're totally down with bringing back Jessica Jones, totally mm-hmm. down with bringing back the Punisher. Uh, Luke Cage would probably be the only lingering one left because I don't know if we're going to be seeing Finn Jones again as yeah. iron fist they could they could do it if they kind of doing it do it knowingly right you know right. bring them back in a way and, that we acknowledge that nobody was and, really into it well they did that and they, that's exactly what they did with um iron man 3 right the mandal the not the mandalorian the mandarin uh right we all everyone was like we didn't like this twist you know a lot of people didn't care for it they want the real mandarin they did the one shot brought him back acknowledging this guy was a fraud and and nobody liked it. So yeah, I think there's definitely a possibility if they want to do it. I wouldn't care if Luke Cage or, or Iron Fist don't come into this, right? I, I think to me that's fine. But and correct me if I'm wrong, did Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and The Puncher all occur in, they all appeared in Daredevil the show, right? They, they all were in his series as well. Uh, I As far as I know, I don't believe john bernthal's the punisher wait no he was in season were, two of daredevil like lawyer yeah yeah there was like a lawyer whole scene there yeah yeah i think they've all cross-pollinated yeah. a little bit yeah I, I thought they were all in daredevil at least i didn't remember i know luke cage was in jessica jones iron fist well i mean they sure. were all in the defenders right but i'm just saying like punisher, the standalone so. <laughs> i'm just saying the standalone daredevil yeah. show um maybe maybe mm-hmm. they were all in there but Either way, this is fine. John Bernthal is a puncher. I think he did a great job at it. Um, right? We don't oh, yeah. we don't he's need great. to recast it. So if he's down to do that, I know he's doing a new show right now. Um, if he's got time for it, bring him in. Let's get him in there. I chunked these two together, Mike. Uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, two Disney Plus shows this year. Both shows are rumored to get second seasons on Disney Plus. Don't think this was really a surprise. Um, I do know the directors of uh, Miss Marvel, the showrunners, were directing Batgirl. That got canceled, so I feel like maybe they got some extra time to move this up the plate a little bit. Um, but yeah, well, I think um, I think Moon Knight might still be on rumor status, but I think the the showrunner for Miss Marvel tweeted that there was going to be yeah, a second season. I think they both. I think it was both shows had had it maybe. Um, tweeted like yeah well, who's ready for season two i think is maybe what they both used kind of thing um mm-hmm. so it could be rumored like yeah they're hyping it but i think i don't think they're both i think they're both going to get a second season possibly in that 2024 window right that we don't have 
And we have like eight windows yeah. to do, but that's fine. I mean, I wasn't a fan of uh, Moon Knight, but I know a lot of people out there were. So, mm-hmm. yeah, second seasons for those. I'm not surprised. But, you know, it's not unworth having the conversation, right? Because WandaVision probably not getting a second season because it wasn't set up to be like that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's probably been, not going to happen. Spun off into two movies. characters have, have spun off into other things, exactly. So it's not always guaranteed, right, that mm-hmm. these Marvel shows get second seasons because they're not always structured like that. Yeah, so yeah. Lo- Loki, it's always worth having the, the conversation. Yeah, yeah Lo- Loki could have done that. Um, what If is getting a second season, but I don't really count that as canonical, right? That's kind of a, it can do mm-hmm. anything at once. What, what else do we have? I'm, I'm missing one. She-Hulk's still going on. Um, did we have another live action? Uh, Hawkeye. You're thinking Hawkeye. of uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, Hawkeye hasn't had, had any <clears throat> any announcements actually come out of that one yet. And I feel, you know, mm-hmm. it was probably the most level of, all, of, of most of the shows last year. It's like, yeah, this is consistent. So we'll, we'll see. But on the other side, you know, maybe you get surprise announcements that are not really surprises because everyone knows about them. Um, Werewolf by Night. Um, coming out, and they have confirmed, uh, or someone possibly asterisk confirmed, fifty-two minute and thirty-seven second runtime. Um, yes, I'm happy to hear that because there was a part of me that was a little worried of like, could this just be like a like a twenty minute thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the literal definition of like a short film, which I think yeah. usually kind of clocks in around like fifteen twenty minutes, something like that. So I was like, oh, maybe that's what it's going to be, and that's why they were able to kind of, like, make it and put it out so quickly. Yep. But, yeah, glad to see kind of, like, close to an hour and, here. And I feel you can get a lot done in that 45-minute, you know, um, range without credits, right? Um, even if it's 52 mm-hmm. minutes with credits. Like, I feel like some of the She-Hulk episodes or, like, WandaVision were, like, too short. You're like, I want more. Like, you can't do this in 20 minutes. Um, the other part of this was on the Disney Plus app, if you check it, it's now marked as horror instead of comedy. Uh, so they've updated it to um, be marked as horror rather than comedy, which I think comedy might have been a placeholder until they got it re- you know, rated <laughs> properly. I, I know everyone's Disney Plus is a little different compared to what country they're in, but I was surprised to even hear that there was a horror category. They're like, oh, we got to make a new tag because we're adding something that's technically mm-hmm. horror on the platform does, for the first time. Does, does um, oh, Hocus Pocus count as horror? Like by how by adjacent because it's Halloween adjacent. Like I, I feel like if you if you're trying to uh, uh, pitch that you'd probably call it like spooky because that's like safe for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the sub hour runtime actually could be really effective because if they're kind of leaning into like this cheesy kind of grindhouse look for the film. You know, after an hour, you know, that could kind of uh, weigh on you a little bit, right? Oh, you yeah. know, because it's like, oh, well, how long do I want to indulge, right, in something like this? Uh, so, yeah, I think this runtime sounds like the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, I, I did pull up Hocus Pocus's family comedy and fantasy. So, no, it's completely wrong. So, the best part about having Disney Plus on like a browser, you can just whip this stuff up right away and check it. Mm-hmm. Uh, move along, Fantastic Four. We have um, confirmation, I believe, that Jeff Kaplan and N. Springer have been tapped. This dude has been tapped to write the film, and I believe they've actually been confirmed for a while. Um, but like nobody really just was paying attention to this, um, or they've been hired and nobody knew until this week. Um, so they, um, I believe, I, I I told I sent that over to you earlier this week about how some of them like Rick was it Rick and Morty maybe um, or that might be a King mm-hmm. Dynasty uh, but these um, 
they um they they I guess they're they're like been selling a lot of spec scripts in Hollywood, Mike, and you know usually know if you're selling a lot of spec scripts, you're probably a hot commodity in Hollywood. So they snagged them up pretty good um, for that. So uh, uh, Matt uh, Shackman is still Shakeman Shackman, whatever his name is, is still uh, directing it. So you know, I do you, when do you think we're going to start getting casting albums, councilmen, Mike, next year? Yeah, I mean. We were kind of hoping we would get some at, like, Comic-Con or D23, uh-huh. right? And that never ended up happening, which is, you know, unfortunate. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is a good get for them. It, it, uh, writing careers in Hollywood are always so interesting, right? Because, like, I'm looking at these two uh, writers, you know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at their writing history, and they don't really have anything that anyone would, like, look at and go, oh, yeah, no, they should be writing the Fantastic Four movie, Right. So this is just like a very these, which is a good thing because this feels like a strategic hire in a way of like, well, let's not just because I feel like that's what happened a lot with what's his name who wrote pretty much all of those DC movies, uh, starting with uh, was it uh, Goyer? Is yeah, David S. Goyer. Yeah, yeah, that guy kept getting work because like, oh, that's the superhero dark gritty superhero guy just hire him to write your movie because he wrote other ones and he can do it so this hiring this duo kind of seems more like since they don't have that much of a catalog of things that i've ever heard of it's like oh no we've analyzed it and they are good writers so they'll write us a good movie Mm -hmm. so i would i would take that as a positive yeah exactly i mean one of the things um you know that keeps coming up is their upcoming movie disaster wedding which uh has the the director of Palm Springs attached to it, which, you know, um, I think Palm Springs was like a sleeper hit last year, right? When it came out. So um, to me, I was like, yeah, this is great. This is people who who know how to make a good movie and aren't just like, they're not too big for their britches, if you will. Like, right? They're not coming in like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to pull my weight around here and do what I want to do, even if it's a bad movie. So I agree with you entirely. Like, the, they glad they got someone who can do good writing and, and nail this. And probably works really good with the director as well. Moving on, um, I don't have any other information on this, Mike, but a Iron Man single-player video game from Marvel Games and Motive Studio has been announced this week. So, um, have you played the other two Iron Man games, the ones based on the movies at all? No, I have, yeah, I have not. They are shit. Like, I, I'm a video <laughs> games apologist, Mike, and I told you this, and that sucked. Those suck so hard for Iron Man games. You'd be like, oh, it can't be that bad to do it, but no... It is awful, and I hate it, and I don't wish those games on, like, my worst enemies at all. Um, Motive is a company um, under EA. They worked on Battlefront 2. Um, Subparts of it, DICE was the main bit. But they also did Star Wars Squadrons, which, um, did you play that? I know it was a PlayStation-free game, the one where you pilot the ships around. Um, uh, no, heard of it, haven't played fantastic. it. Fantastic. I love using them with the throttle and joystick. And they're also doing the Dead Space remaster, the remake of the, the mm. original game. So um, very excited for this. Um, I did not expect them to announce an Iron Man game, literally, what, two weeks after a Captain America game, um, Black Panther game. But they did confirm that none of these games are related. There is no MCU Marvel video game verse. They are all standalone wow. games to tell their own stories. That'd be so- That'd be so cool. I mean, for me, the gold standard, obviously, is the Insomniac Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the best at making you feel like you are that specific hero, right? And I think that lends favor to, like, the web swinging, yeah. right? It's very unique traversal mechanic. 
And, you know, Iron Man, not necessarily a unique mechanic, but I would love to see them do it, yeah. you know, correctly and have it be fun. Um, what probably the other gold standard on the other end would be more like an Arkham game, right? Yeah. You know, a, more of a brawler. And but Spi- Iron Man doesn't seem like a brawler yeah. to me. Arkham kind of fits in the Spider-Man's fighting mechanics, right? Like, the, you know, the, the, the fighting Spider-Man does is very similar to Arkham with, like, the predictive misses and swings, uh, you know, when you're fighting... To me, again, I know you haven't finished this yet, but I think, you know, recently we've got into, again, games that have good gameplay, but also good story, like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's got a great story, a single player. Um, You know, a lot of people don't like the Avengers game. It's fine. Um, It's not not really made for single players, which sucks. Like, you have to have people to play it to kind of enjoy it. So if you want a good single player game, I think, you know, they've come a long way with these games. Yeah. I think a really cool like Iron Man video game mechanic would be if he had destructible armor in a mm-hmm. way, right? So uh, I don't know if they w- if they would do like nanobots, you know, or if it would just be like more of a mechanical armor. But it'd be cool if he was fighting, right? You know, if he takes too much damage to like an extremity in a way, like that armor starts to fall off, and then you know who knows he can, he runs around and and picking up some sort of like power up or tchotchke whatever yeah. like makes the most sense or you know friday i think you uh, call you call in AI some in backup head. from from space right like you have to like yeah stop and you, you, and... Have, you have some like new stuff like new gauntlets fly onto you to repair so that would i think that would be cool and then you could reveal like the human underneath yeah. it you know and like they've there have been other games like that like the most basic one is like what is it uh, uh ghosts and goblins that really hard one where you're that night and if you get hit once you're automatically in your underwear or mm-hmm. something like that so that that could be fun yeah but yeah uh hopefully that it's being treated um more premium yeah. because we do know insomniac they're working on wolverine right yeah the spider-man 2 and wolverine um mm-hmm. that one amy hennig who did uncharted is working on the captain america black panther games um motive is just on this again my, my experience with them are squadrons which is a really good story and then dead space which is one of my i don't like horror games but i really like dead space um for that and then um i want there was there's another one i'm missing it um whatever i think of it later but yeah i mean i think there's some some really good good single player games coming out of this And, and really what i hate about the other one was like the flying mechanics like you think flying mechanics would be easy for a character no like that's the mm-hmm. part they mess up the most. And I think if you're in an Iron Man suit, you gotta have the ability to fly, right? Like a little bit mm-hmm. and um and do that. And I think I think you're gonna have to have that. You know, obviously you can upgrade your armors, pick different suits for different abilities, you know. I think I think that'll be that'll be interesting. But I need to see what the war zone like who's he fighting? Is it terrorists? Is it some other robots? What what's it what's he gonna be doing and, and how does that fit into this? So um, mm-hmm. very excited. We'll keep you guys posted as more comes out. Uh the other side of that, if you like um Goldeneye from 1990s that they finally announced a remastered or it's an HD version of the same game uh, from the 1996 uh, movie coming to Nintendo Switch and Xbox so um, <laughs> I'm sorry for PlayStation owners but uh, you know I think this is fantastic if you like playing uh, Goldeneye right the whole way through are they gonna nerf are they gonna nerf odd job that's what it always was everyone's picking odd job because he's too I, short he's harder to shoot. You gotta, how do they nerf it? Yeah. How do they nerf a character that's shorter? As far as I can tell, it's it's the same game with a, a high sheet. What I want is paintball mode. I miss, I miss paintball mode, right? Where you can turn all the turn on paintball mode instead mm-hmm. of bolt holes would be paintball. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to kind of go back and revisit that with with all those things. 
All right, so I'm going to answer your questions, Mike, because you had a question about this next topic. Black Adam, a new one-minute TV spot slash uh, called, uh, what's it called? I think Legacy Spot was dropped this week. Within 24 hours, it was taken down and replaced with a different version. Uh, I wouldn't bring this trailer up normally, except the original included literally 15 frames of an explosion from the theatrical version of Justice League. And if you look close enough, you can see Steppenwolf's helmet. And enough stupid-ass Snyder fans were on the internet to have them take this down and replace it with a new shot that shows Black Adam's lightning in a cloud rather than a red explosion. Oh my god. This is <laughs> the worst thing I've ever fucking heard. And I, I, we do this show every week, Mike. This is out of control. <laughs> um, so... It, it, it's funny because, like, you, if you take yourself out of, like, this whole, like you know, Snyderverse nonsense, you are looking at a movie studio that's doing its best to promote a movie, but doing what every movie studio does is where you try to tie it to previous things mm-hmm. that the audience likes. It's the same like when you're watching like a trailer for like a new Pixar movie, right? And at yeah. the beginning, they always say, from the creators of Toy Story and The Incredibles comes, you know, so-and-so. So they're kind of doing that with this trailer where it starts off with shots of you see Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, you see Jason Momoa as Aquaman. You only see Superman's uh, costume. Yeah. You don't see the face at all, so you can tell that is intentional. And then you only see a Batarang. Yep. And even though it's definitely Batflex Batarang, right? Yeah. You don't see the character, so you can just you can see it. Like you don't have to be like a, a super nerd to no. go like, oh, they're intentionally leaving these actors out because they don't know what the future holds for them. Nobody. Even me, I don't give two shits about 15 frames of an explosion in a movie. It could be an explosion from The Matrix, for all I give a shit. I I didn't notice it. Nobody else was associating an orange screen with um, the Joss Whedon's Justice League, uh, rather than Zach's... And they didn't even replace it with Justice League, they just literally replaced it with more Black Adam footage. And it's just one of those things where like the internet crybabies over his the justice league stuff just need to i was hoping the rock would hold his own ground back like it doesn't matter like just watch my movie but like he posted it and said corrected uh with like the fist bump emoji i'm like oh this is this is not making you want to see black adam now like i really am uh unthrilled that they're encouraging this vocal slash um destructive minority on the internet over this stuff Oh boy! Oh yeah. boy! Oh boy! Well, like we said at the top of the show with uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, just keep, just keep a level head. Yeah, you know, doesn't matter. Just doing their best. It's, everyone's doing. Everyone's doing. Everyone's doing their best. It's, <laughs> a, a, a movie at the end of the day is just a movie. Doesn't matter what it belongs to or who it connects to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, in, in this, Amanda Waller is the connecting tissue. She has voiceovers mentioning all the other superheroes. It's got Harley Quinn, right, from her solo movie in there. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely they're trying to show, like, from the studio that brought you these other movies. Um, and I think Eternals was, like, the last Marvel movie that did that right, because then they show, like, here's all these other things that happened, but this is the history of the Marvel Universe kind of thing. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I remember right. So, yeah. Anyway, you can check out that, that uh, corrected one in the link. You can find the original one on YouTube as well. So literally see the 15 frames if you missed it. 
Uh, we, we have talked about trying to go see Avatar in theaters, Mike. We want to see this new 4K updated version. It is now in theaters. I did look it up. There's like three showings a day at my local theater. Um, what I didn't know is that the release now includes a new post credit scene preview for the upcoming Avatar 2 The Way of Water movie. So if you say after the credits, you can watch that. Um, however, in a twist of events, various ending scenes are being shown depending on which theater you're in. So uh, yeah, that's fun. I actually I actually like that. I think yeah. some people might be annoyed that like, oh, why didn't I get that one? But I, I think that's fun. I think you know, it's just a fun little gimmick. It, the 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 part about this that um, I think is it's not weird. I guess it makes sense. Is I think it based is on what version you're watching. The 3D version has a different one. The high frame rate, 48 frames per second, has a different one. The regular IMAX has a, a different one. I think that's how they're doing it. Um, oh. I'm waiting for these to all hit YouTube, like people just videotaping them so I can see what they are. I mean, the re-release didn't do too bad. $30 million, yeah. I think, is what the box office is saying for it coming back. This is like an older movie just coming back. They, they usually don't make this much money, and... I, it's almost like a proof of concept, right? Of like, if the studio was worried at all, like, or are people still going to care about Avatar? People showed up. They they wanted to see it again. So it worked. So whoever's whoever idea it was at the studio to be like, hey, I think we should re-release that movie. If it was somebody on Cameron's team, if it was somebody at uh, Fox slash Disney or 20th Century, mm-hmm. whatever it's called now, good for you. Your plan worked. You're getting a promotion. Yeah. Uh, and they released this one like right after Endgame, so it can make more money than Endgame. And then now they've re-released it yet again. So I'm like, this this movie is going to keep hitting theaters. It's going to be a yearly thing at this point. Um, I'm really hoping. I was, I've been trying to figure out when the home release of this 4K version is going to be right. Um, so we can check that out. But you know, alas, nothing's nothing's on the books just yet. So we'll we'll keep you guys posted on that. Lastly, uh, Mike, I just want to talk about the newest episode of She-Hulk. Did you were you able to watch it this week, by chance? Yep, okay. seen it. Seen it. Perfect. If you're not watching it, episode six, uh, you can walk away, uh, watch it, come back. Let's Really, it's not much. No, I'm, I'm, we're not judging the quality of the show. I think it was very. Um, uh, this one was like a very short episode. I do enjoy that they were like, "Are we just going to do a filler episode after teasing you?" Yes, we are. Like they literally are telling us what the internet is going to complain about the like the the day of the episode, which is very funny. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that they were able to bring in Mr. Immortal from the Great Lakes Avengers into the show. And he was like a B-plot for the for the actual episode. Um, did not yeah. done, did not expect it, that at all. Of all the characters to pull into your show, you grab Mr. Immortal. Like, it was interesting. It was clever. You know, I actually did enjoy, like, the, the creative thought process behind it of, like, oh, what if this actually did happen? You know, how would you litigate yeah. it? I thought that was you know humorous but at the same time this is the first instance where something's happening that i was initially worried about with this show of like if you're going to introduce somebody that's super powered you you can't just not explain it right you know when it was the shape-shifting person that looked um Mm -hmm. that was a fairy they came from asgard okay we get that right but there's no explanation of where uh mr immortal got his powers from uh uh we haven't from Who's the person that copyrighted um, uh, Titan- She-Hulk? Titania. Uh, yeah, Titania. Jim- Titania, right. Yeah. They haven't explained her origin yet, but I figured since she's still in the show, you I know, think, it could still yeah, come. With, so I like with her chip in her teeth. I think I think we're gonna see that sooner than later. Like, because she's not. I guess she wouldn't be completely invulnerable like she's been selling herself. Right. Like, 
Yeah, I think we're going to so. find out I'm about just, that one. Yeah, and even when we saw those, uh, like, kind of, uh, quote-unquote, construction workers, right, that were trying to steal uh, Jennifer Walters' blood, they were using, like, you know, Asgardian, like, construction, construction worker stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, like I, you, Marvel, you just can't. You, yeah. th- this is not going to work for me. Uh, and I, I don't know if this is going to be a problem moving forward, but I just want to call it out while it's here. You can't just introduce people with powers and not explain them. This isn't like, this isn't like a comic book, unfortunately, where you can just easily do that and you know write it in one little dialogue bubble. Or sometimes even at the beginning of a comic, there's like a little appendix that kind of explains characters. We don't have that luxury here. So if you're mm. telling me that Mr. Immortal is this guy that's immortal, you got to tell me why he's immortal, right? Like where did what did where did he get it from? Has mm. he like how long has he been like this? He's been married a lot. Has he been like this his whole life? You know, you yeah, gotta explain. I'm, it, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. Di- I don't know if they're ever gonna do that. I'm gonna disagree completely because I, I don't. I don't care when it's run for a joke like this. Um, the whole point of this was actually Mr. Mortal was set to be in that canceled New Warriors show with Squirrel Girl. Um, so mm-hmm. essentially, that whole show was now out the out the gate, right? Like any hope that they were gonna revive that show from like how long ago was that? Like four or five years ago. Um, at this. Oh well, yeah, tw- it's been a while. 20, 2017. <laughs> Um, that means like they're not even gonna run that anymore. They're like, yep, we're we, we're gonna run this. But I thought it was interesting to pull. You know, they're pulling D-list characters out to to use them for this um, along the way. I also don't. I mean, I again to to your point. I think they they could possibly come back and explain it. Like they, I think this show is smart enough to be like, look, we we you want to we want to know how he did this, so we're gonna tell you how he did it, kind of thing. Like they don't. The show seems to answer its own problems or, or fallacies usually in the next episode pretty early on uh, if anything so i definitely think we might get something about this um but i, I did enjoy the the what was the um i can't think of the the, the assistant character's name in the show um yeah no yeah she, she's that. able to kind of come to life here and and, and do something creative with things like what eight eight wives and a husband right um mm-hmm. that he had so i think it was funny the last thing is the it, it's coming to light here the villain is um I guess running the group called the Intelligentsia. Um, the Intelligentsia is interesting because they've been this name has been introduced once other in the MCU, and that was with um, in Age of Ultron when they mentioned Ulysses Claw was a former member of the Intelligentsia. Uh, in the MCU, oh, it, I don't I don't recall that at all. Yeah, it's like, it's like on this like little bi- biography card kind of thing when it holds it up there to read a little bit about it, um, like on a screen. The other thing, the Intelligentsia is also. Um, like it's been a home for the leader who is we just got confirmation is going to be the villain in falcon and the, or what the one that falcon Winter soldier what's that it's captain america 4 new world order so um you know modok has been a part of this but modok i think in the mcu is going to be relegated to something else um so i think we're going to again this is going to lead into captain america right i think the leader the person who is has Hulk built like Hulk blood in them is probably going to be also going after Hulk blood, if you will. Right. Um, and this is another way to get around those distribution rights of having a solo version of those characters from the incredible Hulk. So, um, I thought it was very interesting that they pulled that, 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 that group of characters out and, you know, based on who was in that, um, that group also created the red Hulk. Mike, you're, you're familiar with the red Hulk, right? We've always talked about that. Um, coming into mm-hmm. you so that group is actually the one who took the hulk's blood and created the other hulks including red hulk so um we're not going to get that simply because um the the passing of um actor william hurt who played general ross but they could be creating more hulks or, or doing something so 
uh, wanted to, to, to loop everybody in on that because I think that's a very um, big group name to, to drop at the end of the episode without any, any I guess, bullet points. So um, we have three episodes left, eight, seven, eight, nine. We are missing an entire Daredevil episode, right? So um, mm-hmm. do you think he's going to be next? Do you think he's going to be like, save for next to last as like a team up kind of thing? I mean, at some point in time, right, he's got to be meeting yeah. on top of a, uh, a parking garage in yeah. uh, that yellow suit. Yeah, he's so doing, we're he's all waiting for it. Flip off a car. Uh, and then the other one is uh, there's more abomination to become because we've seen some abomination scenes um, where he's wearing that white jacket that he got out in. So uh, I, th- I think we've got two, two, three, three episodes left and more. We're going to see how it goes because my concern is I don't want them to wait to save the villain to the last episode. We need to know who it is sooner than later so please start the next episode with this group because um yeah we don't need to wait wait for it all right mike that is the episode for this week if uh people know what you're up to what you're doing what can they get you at man well they can find me at mike royer design on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can read my web comics at pickled comics com. Chris, if people want to find you, where are you? Uh, Twitter, Baldan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Baldan87. If people know about the show, what we're doing, our next review episode will probably be, what, Black Adam uh, next month. Uh, where can they get ready for all that stuff at? Oh, all you got to do is head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. They got our awesome show notes, so if you want to check out that Black Panther cover or that black adam corrected trailer we got that link over there in our show notes you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and get merch at superhero slate.com slash store we love hearing from you please reach out let us know what you're watching uh what you're listening to i'm always looking for music recommendations maybe mm-hmm. you got some fun music you want to tell me about uh reach on out at superhero slate.com if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. We'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.